0: In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.
1: Hey, it's Thanksgiving week and we just wanted to say thank you for listening
0: to our podcast. Thanks, everyone. This podcast has been an amazing experience and it's only possible because
1: you actually download it and listen to what we say. And hey, if you want to thank us for doing the podcast, please rate us on iTunes or the iHeartRadio app. Or leave us a comment at feedback at com, Or show up at Jorge's house on
0: Thanksgiving Day with a stack of bananas. He'll be very grateful.
1: (laughs) Or a big cosmic turkey. (laughs) Big cosmic turkey.
0: All right. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.
1: Hey, Daniel, you know that water that you're drinking right now? It's delicious and crisp and clear, yes. Yeah, or that water that you took a shower with this morning. I mean, assuming you took a shower this morning. Yeah, that water is less crisp and clear right now, but yes. (laughs) Or the water in the oceans, in lakes, in ponds, in rivers, all around the Earth. Do you know that water? You're making me have to go to the bathroom, Jorge. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, I heard that all that
0: water came from space. Are you telling me that I'm drinking and showering
1: in space water? Space water. Water from space. But here's a big mystery. Nobody knows where in space all this water came from. You mean like if there's a huge ice water tanker out there somewhere? Yeah, or maybe a giant alien
0: with a <laughs> squirt gun. And they probably are gonna come and get their water back eventually.
1: Ooh. We better drink it up. <laughs> or flush it down. Then now that now they won't want it back. <laughs> You know what? You just keep your water, Earth.
0: We'll go find some more. Hi, I'm Jorge. And I'm Daniel. And this is Daniel and Jorge explain the Universe. The entire universe explained for you. All the parts of it, even the wet ones. The damp ones, the dry ones, the one you left out to dry but didn't actually dry very well and gave you chafing the next day. All of that's going to be explained.
1: (laughs) Yeah, even the chafing
0: part. Even the chafing, even the uncomfortable bits. We are not shying away from that. Today on the episode, we're going to ask the question... Where did all the water on Earth come from? That's right. Earth is the only planet we know of that has liquid water on the surface. Is it the only planet in the universe with liquid water? And where did
1: all this water come from? Yeah, did somebody just open a tap and filled up the oceans there? Or did it rain from outer space? (laughs) Some interstellar RV just flushed
0: their toilet onto the Earth billions of years ago. That's right. Maybe we're just the We're the gray water dump for the inter, for, for interstellar space.
1: Yeah, we're the we're the latrine for for the
0: solar system. <laughs> we're the latrine. Yeah, well, it's a fascinating <laughs> question because you know the earth has been around for four and a half billion years. Mm-hmm. And we're pretty sure there's been water on it for almost all of that time, for most of that time, because life has been around for more than four billion
1: years, and life needs water. Yeah, it's super important. But scientists don't really know where it came from, apparently. That's right, because when the Earth was forming, it was really
0: hot and nasty and there was no atmosphere. So in the very early days of the Earth, it must have been dry. It was being blasted by solar radiation and boiled off from the surface. So there was no water on the surface of the Earth in the beginning, but then there's water later. So it's a
1: big mystery. Where did all the water on Earth come from? That's right. As usual, we went out and asked people in the street. Here's what you had to say that's a good question never thought of that ice maybe but then again how did the ice come about i don't know well that's <laughs> all right i don't i don't know that one i really don't know Comets? that's my guess
0: oh i don't know i think it was here but i mean well because there's like glaciers and I, mean, I don't know that's i don't know that's a good question i don't know
1: All right. So nobody said uh, we're the latrine of the universe. That's good. It's not a popular opinion. Yeah, which means you own that idea, Jorge. That is your idea (laughs) Yes.
0: In the future, when that one is proven true, you will be given sole credit for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or what I'm thinking of like um, septic tank. That's the word I was looking for. Septic tank.
0: (laughs) I'm glad you just put that image into everybody's mind. (laughs) Interstellar septic tank. Um, The thing I really liked about these interviews going around asking these people Mm -hmm. is that most of the people had never thought of this question at all. I mean, people have thought about the water cycle, evaporation and rain and toilet flushing, but nobody ever wondered where did the water come from in the first
1: place? Well, yeah, it's such a natural thing, you know, like you, you we can't ima- even imagine life without water. So why would we wonder where it came from? It's just there.
0: Right. Well, you look at other planets, though, you don't see water. Like you see, look at Mars. It's not covered in liquid oceans, right?
1: Hmm. I guess I hadn't thought about that before, you know, like um, why is the Earth the only blue planet on the solar system? Like why why are we so special?
0: Yeah, well, Earth has some advantages, right? It's in the right zone. So in order to have liquid water, you need, first of all, to have water, Mm -hmm. but then you also need to have enough temperature to keep it liquid and enough pressure, enough atmosphere to keep it from boiling off. You need to be in
1: the zone. Have water. That's right. The Earth was in the zone.
0: The sloppy, wet, happy zone of the solar system. <laughs> the, the slip and slide zone. They should have called it the slip and slide zone, not the Goldilocks zone.
1: <laughs> you mean like when you go to these water parks or like um, SeaWorld and if you sit too close, you might get splashed? <laughs> That's right. Exactly. We're in the water zone. That's right. But we're not actually uh, the only planet, right? Like um, Mars had water at some point, right? Because they found evidence of like rivers and Um, they think maybe there's still water maybe frozen at the ice caps of Mars? There's
0: definitely water on on Mars in the form of ice. Uh The question is whether there's still liquid water. And they recently found some things uh, that suggest there might be subterranean oceans on Mars. And there are other places in the solar system that have oceans under like frozen ice or under the ground. But the Earth is the only place in the solar system we know that has liquid water on the surface. Mars definitely has ice on its surface. You can see the polar ice caps. Which are partially CO two mm. and partially water,
1: but there's definitely water on Mars, just not liquid oceans. Let's break it down. What you said before, so you say we need to have the right temperature and the right pressure. Yeah, so that's interesting. Like I can imagine if Earth was hotter, everything would boil off. But when if it even if it boils off, wouldn't it just hang around as clouds or, or water vapor?
0: That's a great question. Yeah, so if the Earth is is hot enough, then um, it'll boil off all the water. It couldn't be liquid. But then you need something to keep it um, to keep it around the Earth, right? Uh, water vapor floats, right? There's not a whole lot of gravitational pull on water vapor. Mm-hmm. And so it's just going to drift out into space unless there's something keeping it here, some blanket wrapping the earth and keeping stuff on it. And that's the atmosphere. You mean gravity wouldn't
1: be enough to hold the water vapor in?
0: Yeah, I think uh, if you, if Earth suddenly lost all of its atmosphere, mm-hmm. then the water, the oceans would boil into space. It would just, yeah. Oh, wow. I think it would take a while, it wouldn't be instantaneous. And you're right, probably we'd be first surrounded by a a haze of water um, as the oceans Mm. boiled off into nearby space. Okay, But we wouldn't be able to hold the the oceans to the Earth's surface
1: without the atmosphere doing its job. So you're saying because we're wrapped in a blanket of gas, other gases like air and nitrogen and oxygen, that helps keep the water inside. That's right, yeah.
0: And that's why we're pretty sure Earth was dry in its early days, because there wasn't an atmosphere when Earth first formed.
1: Okay, so step us back. So how do we know the Earth wasn't just born with water? Why does water need to come from somewhere? Why couldn't we just have water? So the Earth probably was born initially with water, Mm -hmm. right? And
0: the Earth is formed out of dust and gas and all this just rubble from earlier supernova, right? Stuff from the inside of stars strewn out into space, collected together into a solar system that formed the sun and all the other planets. And included in that was... Definitely some ice, right? Because these stars burn and they make oxygen and oxygen reacts with hydrogen and you get water Mm -hmm. and out in space, water becomes ice. So in his early days, some of the ingredients that made the earth were definitely water, but you compress it down, you form the earth, it gets really, really hot and the water bubbles up to the surface and there's no atmosphere and just boils away. Mm. In fact, all of the inner planets probably also got blasted by the sun. So much solar radiation just fried all that ice and turned it into vapor, which floated
1: away. So then the earth was born with water, but it probably, we probably dried out right away. Exactly. Then we needed a source for water, and it must have come from somewhere outside of the earth.
0: That's right. It's like you leave your you know, shirt out to dry in the sun, right? It gets all dry. You come back a few hours later, and it's wet again. You imagine somebody must have hosed it down. Um, a new source of water came and refreshed it. So that's the mystery. And that's where we are. That's yeah, where we are now. The shirt is wet. Why is it wet? If I left it out in the sun days <laughs> exactly. ago. Exactly. Who emptied their latrine on my shirt slash planet? <laughs> oh
1: no. This is getting pretty uh dirty. It's getting pretty septic in here, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so water must have come from outside of the earth. But then I guess do you have do we have to wait until we formed an atmosphere before water could stick around?
0: Yeah, absolutely you need an atmosphere to keep water on the surface. So you need the surface to cool down a little bit, right? So you have uh, to wait a few okay. hundred million years or a hundred million years. And you also need atmosphere. Okay. And where did that atmosphere come from? That's a good question. Um, a lot of it that people think came from volcanic eruptions. So just like CO2 vented from volcanoes. Uh, some of it may have come from, you know, um, asteroids being vaporized when they landed. uh, But mostly the early atmosphere was CO2. We didn't have oxygen in the atmosphere until later. So people are wondering about whether we could have made water on Earth from combining hydrogen and oxygen. In the very early days before life, there was no oxygen.
1: You mean like um, the rocks that formed the Earth maybe had gases inside of it, inside the rock. And then eventually that all kind of popped out to the surface. And then we formed our atmosphere and possibly also water.
0: Yeah, so the initial rocks definitely had some gas in there, and then you know it bubbles up like a like a big belch, right, and comes out of volcanoes mm-hmm. and forms an early atmosphere. Okay, um, and so so we didn't have what we needed to keep the water early on, so we know that we did that we couldn't have kept the water early on. We must have lost it, mm. and so now
1: but then and then we formed the capacity to to keep the water around to build a canteen. So the Earth burped, formed a coat around it, which said, "Hey, now we can hold water." <laughs> That's right. Open for business.
0: You know that feeling after you've done a deep spring clean of your house when you realize, wow, for details
1: okay so there's uh, different possibilities then um if the water didn't come from the earth and we didn't make it with our own gases um what are some of the ways that earth could have received this water that we shower in now?
0: Well, we're pretty sure it has to come from inside our solar system because everything else is just too far away. And that would be too incredible. And probably the subject of an awesome science fiction novel. Somebody should
1: write (laughs) about extra solar water, star water, star water, (laughs) star waters, (laughs) return of the H2O, return of the wet
0: Um, The water strikes back. Um, But there's plenty of water in the solar system, right? The outer planets Mm. um, also have huge contributions of ice. Like two-thirds of of Uranus and Neptune are probably made of ice. Wait, two-thirds of Uranus is made out of water? (laughs) That's right. Uh Uranus. Uranus, yes. And, you know, the comets and the asteroids and everything sort of outside of the asteroid belt and a little further away, out of the inner planets, has huge uh, amounts of ice in it. And they're far enough away from the sun that they weren't blasted by the solar radiation. And so it stayed as ice. So if you're looking for, like, the raw material, there's plenty of ice out there in the solar system. The question is, how does it get from out there, a comet, an asteroid, a chunk of a planet, and land on Earth, Right. That's that's the mystery.
1: Mm. It's not like water is rare in the solar system. There's a lot of water in the solar system. The question is just like, how did it get to our planet, which is sitting pretty close to the sun?
0: That's right. Yeah. Since our planet got boiled dry, how did it get refilled? And how do you get that water from the outer parts of the solar system into the inner part of the solar
1: system? Okay. So you said some possibilities there, like uh, some comets could have brought it. Asteroids could have brought it.
0: Yeah. So comets was a, a really favorite hypothesis for a while. Um, I also think it's pretty awesome, right? To, to imagine, like, imagine a dry earth mm-hmm. and then. Thirsty. <laughs> and then how could you get enough water to make oceans? I mean, oceans are just, it's mind bogglingly vast. I mean, I live by the Pacific. Every time I see it, I just can't imagine yeah. how much water that is. I mean, miles deep and.
1: Like the size of the ice cube that must have crashed into Earth yes. for there to be so much water. Yes, right? but uh, then you think about it other ways, and it's actually not that much water. I mean,
0: it covers like 70% of the Earth's surface, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a really thin layer. Compared to the size of the Earth, the depth of the oceans is almost nothing.
1: Wow. It's like, um, it's vast and immense, but at the same time, it, with the right perspective, it's like a little wet coating on the, a big rock.
0: That's right. If you held the Earth in your hands, mm-hmm. right, all the things that we think are big features of the Earth, Right, The um, the mountains in Asia, the deep deserts and all that stuff, the oceans, these are tiny little details on the scale of the Earth. Right, Remember, the Earth is 8,000 miles in diameter. Mount Everest, for example, is what, six miles high? The Marianas Trench is like eight miles deep. These things are tiny features. The The, the Earth would feel like a smooth, uh, like an eight ball in your hand, maybe with a little bit of
1: dampness where the, where the oceans are. So you don't actually need that much water. Because if the ocean is only eight miles deep, deep at its deepest and the earth is 8,000 miles in radius, then we're really just talking about like a little tiny coating on the surface of the earth, right? Yeah,
0: it's a thin film of water on the surface of the earth. Of course, it's bajillions of gallons of water, right? But it's not that much compared to the size of stuff that's out there. So you really just need a few big blobs of ice and
1: boom, you have an ocean, right? So How it's big? Space glaciers. Have you seen that anywhere? Like, has anyone calculated how big of an ice cube must have crashed into Earth for us to have th- as much water as we have?
0: Yeah, it's not that much volume. I mean, compared to like the size of those ice planets, right? Neptune and and, oh. uh, and Uranus, it's a tiny little bit. You just need to break off a little piece. Uh-huh. And there are asteroids out there in the asteroid belt that are big enough uh, for sure. And uh, anyway, so it's, it's fun to look out at, at the ocean and imagine like, wow, this whole ocean could just be like melted comets, right? Imagine how many comets that would take. Melted
1: comets. Yeah, exactly. Let's go for a swim in the melted comets. Let's stop calling them oceans or seas. Let's just call them... Melted comets.
0: Right, except that nowadays we're pretty sure it's, it's not comets. I mean, it's it's an open question. The short answer is n- nobody knows, but the first idea was comets because people know that comets are mostly made of ice. Okay. And so they thought, well, if enough comets hit the Earth, maybe that would explain it. As a crazy idea as that sounds, right, it actually would explain it.
1: Because a comet is just a giant flying ice ball it's a huge
0: snowball exactly that's orbiting the sun and that's Mm. how they get their tail is that they the snow is melting and spraying and you can see when they come into the inner part of the solar system the sun does to a comet what it did to the earth billions of years ago it fries it and dries it oh i like that fries it and dries it (laughs) (laughs) that's the uh, motto for my um Fast food chain, which I'm opening soon.
1: Fry it and <laughs> dry it. That's my new it. product now on sale in the home shopping network. <laughs> fry it and dry it. Fry it and drying it, yeah. The home and 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 comet.
0: Um it's called Comet the, Maker. Yeah, it's called the Sun, so I don't even have to ship you anything. And say, Le- leave outside. We'll <laughs> be fried and dry.
1: <laughs> it's a scam. Hope nobody dumps a litrine on yeah. it. Yeah. So people
0: thought comets was the explanation for a while, but then they went out and they measured some comets and they looked at the ice on the comets and they discovered that the ice on Earth is different. The water on Earth is different from the
1: kind of water that you find on those comets. Wait, so you, we can tell what kind of water is in a comet? First of all, are there, there's different kinds of water. That's like yeah. regular water, light water. <laughs> Dark water. <laughs> there's mineral water, there's
0: bubbly water, there's tap yeah, water. Yeah, vitamin
1: water. Is that what you
0: mean? <laughs> Smart water, life water. <laughs> no, Dumb water. Um, so we, we know that water is made out of H2O, right? That's hydrogen and mm. oxygen. But there are actually a few different kinds of hydrogen, mm. right? It depends on how many protons and neutrons. So you can make it out of normal hydrogen or you can make it out of deuterium, um, which has uh, an extra neutron in it. Mm. And the ratio of like normal hydrogen to deuterium Um, you find in your water, Mm -hmm. tells you something about where the water was
1: made. Specifically, it tells you how cold it was when the ice was formed. What do you mean how cold? How would the coldness affect which kind of type of hydrogen you would use to make water? Well, the water and ice is a
0: really strange thing. There's like huge fields of study of people studying how ice is formed and the ice crystals and and it's a really complicated subject that we still don't understand, but that's a topic for a whole other day. But the, the temperature at which the ice forms to, um, determines how much of different kinds of hydrogen like to get into the ice and, and, what, and what fraction of them like to mix together. Mm. And so the colder it is, the more you, you get deuterium as a part of the ice. Mm. And so you can see where ice was made because the further away from the sun it was made, the more of this deuterium it has in it. Right.
1: It's a, it'll be a different flavor depending on where in the solar system it became water.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it actually tastes different. I've never licked a comet before. Have, uh, have you licked a comet, Jorge?
1: <laughs> Feels like something I should know about you already. Maybe. Yeah. No. Uh, well, that's why you need to f- uh, fry it and dry it. <laughs> <laughs> Space comets.
0: Fry it, dry it, and then lick it. I don't know if it tastes different, I don't know if it's healthy or not, but the water on Earth has a very particular ratio of this deuterium, and the stuff out in space mm. is a different ratio. And so people landed on comets and got samples from comets, and they measured the water on these comets, and they found out, whoa, this these comets were formed out in the deep reaches of space. That ice is different from the ice we found here on Earth. Oh, so, so it couldn't have come from a comet. The thing is, we haven't measured that many comets. It's not like easy to go up and sample comets. So the first few measurements people got, they thought, oh, wait, this is totally different. And then they measured another comet, and it had water which was pretty consistent with Earth. So we don't have a whole lot of samples of comets, but it makes sense if the water from comets is colder. was formed when it was colder, and so it has a different ratio, and so it's sort of a different flavor, as you say, than the water we find on Earth. Okay. That makes comets less likely to be the source of water on Earth.
1: Well, this is a perfect point to take a break.
0: The financial universe out there can seem like a vast place full of scary mysteries and exciting possibilities. But it can also be overwhelming to navigate, especially when you're first starting out in life. It feels sometimes like just one wrong turn could send you hurtling endlessly towards a financial black hole. But don't worry, you don't have to navigate the financial universe on your own. With the right tools, you can master the financial universe and chart your course with confidence. Intuit helps you navigate the financial universe through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions
1: apply. So they checked off comets, could not be the source of water on Earth. Right. Um, Well, another
0: really good possibility are asteroids, because asteroids are much closer, right? There's a whole asteroid belt out there in the solar system. Uh, Comets come from much further out, right? the the Oort cloud, these Mm -hmm. frozen objects deep beyond Pluto. Um, Asteroids are hanging out here in the solar system with us. And so they have a a ratio of deuterium to normal hydrogen that's much closer to what we find on Earth. And so they're a much better candidate.
1: You mean there's like big chunks of ice in the asteroid belt? Is that what you mean? Or is the ice kind of mixed in with the asteroids?
0: Both. I mean, every asteroid is different, but they think on average asteroids are like 20%
1: water. No kidding.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they've even found um asteroids that have liquid water inside them. Inside of the rock.
1: Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so
0: water can survive inside the rock. But also just um, asteroids are they're snowballs also. They have, you know, chunks of ice in them as well. Less so than comets, but they're more rock, but there are big um,
1: chunks of ice out there. I guess they're out in space, which is like a big freezer. Yes. So it, they would maybe naturally pick up any water that's floating around. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Now, somebody out there listening might be thinking, well, still asteroids are further out there than Earth, right? If the water came from the asteroid belt or from stuff out there like Neptune, then shouldn't it still have a different ratio? And how would that explain the water we see here on Earth? Okay. Um, So to that listener, yeah, good question. That's basically (laughs) the the heart of the question right now. People don't understand.
1: That's what Um, we're all thinking, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, so you're saying the water on Earth still doesn't match the water... In the closer asteroid belt, it's still a different kind of water.
0: That's right. Some
1: asteroids seem to match it, but other asteroids
0: don't. Mm. And so, some people think, "Oh, we've understood it. It's definitely from these asteroids." Other people think, "No, it's not. It's not well explained because um, some of those, m- many of those asteroids, have a different balance of deuterium and mm. hydrogen. So it's, it's not a perfect match.
1: It's not a perfect match. Yeah. So it's, it's still not like the question. DNA evidence in a CSI episode. That's where right. It's like, yes, Your Honor." <laughs> the water came from this asteroid.
0: This asteroid is guilty of dumping itself on Earth and, and providing for all <laughs> life. Yeah. No, we should be congratulating it, wow. not calling it guilty, right? I mean, without this, these asteroids or whoever providing uh, the water, then none of us would be here talking about it.
1: So it's not possible for the water to have come to Earth and then changed somehow in terms of the ratio of, of the, the different kinds of water. It's not possible
0: not that i'm aware of no that's a good question oh
1: wow okay
0: so it's still a mystery then it's still a mystery and um there's one fun idea which is that maybe the solar system was arranged differently when this ice was made it could have been that that saturn and jupiter used to be much closer to the sun Mm -hmm. and the asteroid belt was also much closer and that's when that ice formed and then um, saturn and jupiter had a near miss which caused them to both like jump out further and settle in further out orbits and pull the asteroids with them. And so it could be that the asteroids were formed when they were closer to the sun, so it was a little warmer, and that's when the that water was formed. And then it got moved out into the asteroid belt. Um, but people don't really know. There's a lot of crazy ideas about to, to explain the configuration of the solar system.
1: Oh, you mean the water we have on Earth could come from a different... Solar system, basically, like back when the solar system was different, and that would explain why it's different than the water that we see out in the asteroid belt.
0: Yeah, not a different solar system, as in another one, but a solar system that's arranged mm-hmm. in a different order. Yeah, and so that
1: it like would, a younger, hotter solar system. <laughs> literally, younger, hotter, tighter, wetter solar system. <laughs> oh jeez, this just got NSF
0: W. <laughs> People are measuring this stuff and trying to figure it out. And it's a hard problem to solve because the information is out there, but it's literally out there, right? Mm. It's not easy to go and say, what is the water like on Neptune? What is the water like on Uranus? What is the water like um, around Jupiter, right? It's not like we we have that data. But it's so frustrating sometimes from a science point of view because we know that data is out there. And if you could just go out there and measure this and a quick measure of this and a quick measure of that, then you could know so much about the history of the solar system and, and how it formed and... To me this is really important stuff because it helps us think about the question is there likely to be another planet with water on it? Mm. I mean it's sort of an elaborate thing like imagine that that whole scenario is true that in order to get ice on the in order to get liquid oceans on the earth you had to have a solar system arranged this way one at one point and then later be arranged another way and the water to get transported via these asteroids it's really complicated right it's like a Rube Goldberg machine to me, yeah, it makes it it's seem, like having a, a snowball's chance, you know, <laughs> snowball's chance in space. And <laughs> um, yeah, it makes it seem less likely that another planet out there is going to be found with liquid oceans. If that, in fact, wow. is all necessary. Right. There could be a thousand other ways, though, for water to end up on a planet.
1: Mm. You mean like the only reason we are here, you and I are here and that any life is here is, is this random collision of two objects in the vastness of space.
0: Yeah, well, probably more than two objects, probably a lot of asteroids rained down on Earth and deposited their oh, water. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Um, but it could also just be due to the randomness of Jupiter and Saturn's um, orbits. You know, right now, they orbit um, further out from us and they serve to shield us, actually, from a lot of stuff. Like, um, also, a lot of comets don't hit the Earth because they're pulled away by Jupiter. Jupiter acts like a big linebacker out there knocking out big objects that might otherwise hit the Earth. Wow. And so. Um, Uh, it makes it harder for us to be hit by comets. So the particular arrangement of our solar system might be absolutely necessary to get water
1: onto the Earth. Um, Wow. really makes you think how precious life is. Like, life came about on Earth because of this really tiny, almost invisible, thin film of water on this giant rock that could easily evaporate if the right conditions are not met. That's right. And that needed to have come from some other part of the solar system. Like, that just seems incredible that we're here at all.
0: Absolutely. You know, when I'm cooking, for example, I'm always skeptical of a recipe that doesn't just let you dump all the stuff in together at once and mix it up, right? That's how I like to cook. Like, just put it all in there and mix it up. (laughs) You're skeptical. Yeah. When, When a recipe is like, now, wait, don't add the egg whites until this step. I'm like, that's not necessary. <laughs> you know, and anyway, maybe that's why my souffle doesn't I'm turn I'm glad out.
1: I've never eaten at your house, Daniel.
0: <laughs> but that's basically the recipe for the earth, right? It's like mix a bunch of rock, compress it together, wait a few million years, then shower it with asteroids. Otherwise, you're not going to get this oh. perfect thin film of water that allows life to grow. Oh, my goodness. That's the earth souffle recipe. People are out there looking to see if there are other planets that have water on them. Yeah. And there's a particular signature of liquid water on a planet. You can tell Mm. from the kind of light that passes through the atmosphere uh, of a a distant planet. But so far,
1: we've never identified another planet that has liquid water on it, even outside the solar system. So even if we look for exoplanets in other solar systems outside of ours, we still haven't seen any with water.
0: No conclusive evidence of liquid water on
1: any planet
0: anywhere other than the Earth on the surface. Wow. There are a few places that have liquid water under the surface. Mm. Like Europa, one of those moons, I'm pretty sure has a huge ocean under a surface of ice.
1: You mean uh, it's
0: one of the moons of Jupiter, right? Yeah. So it's not that far away. Not that far away, yeah. And uh, it's a huge liquid water ocean, but it's under a thin coating of ice that protects it. And the, uh, the under the ice is the water, which is kept warm by various activities inside the planet, you know, gravitational stress from Jupiter, etc. Various sources of energy internally that keep the water um, from freezing. So it's not just covered with ice. Mm. And then you have this layer of ice that protects it from cosmic radiation, all sorts of stuff. Sort of acts like an atmosphere. Wow. It's like, imagine an ice atmosphere, an ice Wow. And so people think there could be, for example, life in that ocean, right? That's a huge pile of liquid water. Mm-hmm. They would be called Europans. <laughs> they would be called Europans. And they would probably want to be part of the European community, the European Union. <laughs> Which could be a branding disaster. That would be, yeah, that PR committee would need to get to work, stat. But so far, no water on the surface anywhere other than Earth.
1: But we'll keep looking. Wow, that's a cool mystery. It makes my mouth water. <laughs> exactly. So next time you it Really go whets there, my appetite for knowledge. <laughs>
0: So next time you go out there and flush your toilet, think about the cosmic journey that those water molecules took.
1: Yeah, riding an an asteroid from deep into space, traveling trillions of miles, hitting the earth, joining the ocean, nestling life, evaporating into a cloud, raining down in a reservoir, all just to flush down your toilet. (laughs)
0: sometimes in science we ask questions about the simple things around us and don't have good answers like
1: where does all the water come from Mm -hmm. so there are great mysteries all around us well signing off see you next time If you still
0: have a question after listening to all these explanations, please drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Daniel and Jorge. that's one word, or email us at feedback at DanielAndJorge.com. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end but stories last forever. No passport required for US citizens and permanent residents? Learn more and plan your trip at discoverPuertoRico.com.
1: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed a hundred thousand miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip.